Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Riesling and Raven, continuing my reviews of season 13 of RuPaul's Drag Race. Today's episode, we are reviewing episode four. So last episode, our top two Denali and Rosé lip-synced for, lip for the win for the pork chop girls and this episode the pork chop girls finally meet the winner circle so the winner circle girls are all waiting in the workroom already for the pork chop girls to come back from their lip sync and everything and they're all like hey elliot how are you feeling about this? And Elliot's like excited because he can finally ask them why they decided to vote him out. And then they were like, well, how about you like hide behind the partitioner so they don't know you're actually here and we can ask them what happened. And so Elliot goes and hides behind the partition and whatnot. And the girls all come back in and they're all like, oh, all the winners are here. And the... Porkchop girls are all feeling like all the winners girls kind of have a nose in the air attitude because they already won their lip syncs and all that, which I, I can understand. Um, and then the Porkchop girls ask them, hey, so Tina sent two of you here, but Denali's the only one, or Kamora's the only one that's here. So where's the other one? And they were like, oh, we had to vote people out and we all voted her out. And they're like, oh, really? Oh, well, why did, why, why, why did you vote her out? And they were like, what was the reason? What, they're like, what is the reason that you voted her out? And they're like, um, it was all on first impressions and they really could not give a reason besides they weren't really impressed by her. And that was their first impression. And then all of a sudden Elliot comes out and I'm just like, gag also can we like get into this outfit that elliot's wearing like the ruched like curved little um it was kind of like a jabot but it was attached to the bodice i guess with the oversized almost kimono like sleeves i love that outfit that was a really cute um so yeah so she comes out and even she's like well so why did y'all uh eliminate me mm-hmm <laughs> And then she like, and then Tamisha kind of pipes up and then Elliot's like, well, then why didn't you volunteer? And it she just kind of came for Tamisha and Tamisha just like was ready to fight. Oh, the glare in Tamisha's eyes were like, if looks could kill, that building would have exploded from Tamisha's look alone. <laughs> it was intense. So that was a warm welcome. So for this episode, they're all together and their maxi challenge is there isn't a mini. We go right into the maxi and we have an acting challenge where they have to be split up into three teams and they have to do a Rue Hallmark channel movie clip thing and apparently all the scripts are basically the same they're just different holidays which rue explains later and i'm like oh that's funny that's hilarious so they all basically are even on playing field wise based on like characters and plots and everything so we can really analyze and watch how they take their characters and how they develop them and figure all that stuff out 
Um, but yeah, before that, they were all like, hey, so who's, as a group, they were like, hey, now who is single? And majority of the girls did that, put, uh, put their hands up, and Candy Muse puts her hands up, and Joey J puts her hand up, and Candy's like, oh, Joey's single, and Candy goes and chases right after Joey, and I'm just like, a little cringe, but like, it's it's also funny. It's lighthearted, but yeah. So, Rue Hallmark Channel, the three of them, the teams get, the group gets split up into three teams. The first group is Denali, Elliot, Kamora, and Olivia Lux for the Valentine's Day themed video. The second group is Lalaree, Rose, Simone, and Utica for the Flag Day team. And then the last team of five is Gottmik, Joey, Candy, Tamisha, and Tina for the April Fool's Day theme. So they all get their scripts and everything and they start rehearsing. And in group one, Denali, Denali's like kind of starting to stress on her character choice because she picked it. And then as they're going through the script, Denali's starting to stress a little bit. So it's like oh boy um and then while they're doing their readings with elliot and whatnot kimura is like getting irritated by elliot's voice which a majority of the time i have noticed that when a girl or whenever anybody is like oh i don't like them their voices i just hate their voice and they're like I'm just so irritated by their voice. Normally, there's something else going on. Normally, their voice isn't like... I'm feeling like she's stressing about the challenge. And she's projecting it as... Oh, no. I'm just irritated by Elliot's voice. No, girl. You're stressing. You're stressing. Like, no. I really don't think people can actually be... Like, they're, like you cannot be irritated by someone's voice that easily. There's something else. There is always something else that's bugging you and you're projecting it as it's somebody's voice that's bugging you. Like, no. I don't find it. I call bullshit. So then we move over to group three and immediately Candy just stole, steals her role and just starts highlighting away and it's like, okay, I guess Candy is gonna take the role of Ms. Whoopee Cushion. Okay. And then Gottmik's like, I'm sure if that's how this goes but okay so candy just straight up took her role um and then we hear tina giving it her all um all over the the room all hears like tina reading her lines and giving it her 100 and rose just watches and is like me and tina are both the theater queens and tina's my biggest competition so i'm gonna give it my full 100 so tina knows that i'm a threat and then rose gives her 100 and then tina's watching and it's just between rose and tina i'm just like this is a theater off this is a straight up theater off i am living and then in so Rue comes into the room and does his one-on-ones and he asks why, hey Utica, so you voted Elliot, or you and Elliot were basically the last two to go. Why do you think Elliot was, uh, was uh, eliminated? And Utica straight up was like, well, I have a warm, inviting presence and energy and I just feel like Elliot has a very cold energy. And Elliot just, or Utica just straight up called Elliot cold and like having a very cold personality. And Elliot's just like, excuse me? Really? 
and I'm like, hmm, it's getting spicy. And then Rue moves over to Tamisha and is like, hey, so your character is very inspired by like Sharon stuff. Do you like Sharon? Tamisha's like, yeah, I love Sharon. She's great. And he's like, are you a fan of Sharon? She's like, yeah, I'm a huge fan of Sharon. Let me hear your Sharon. Cher kind of bombs her Cher voice. Very much not Cher. And Rue's like, okay, well, hmm. Can you at least name me like five Cher songs? And Tamisha blanks. And Rue's even like, don't even think about saying believe. Just give me five share songs. And Tamisha can't name one. And I'm like, girl, dark like dark lady, gypsies, tramps, and thieves, woman's world. Like, when her and Sunny were together, like, I got you, babe. Like, girl, how can you not name share songs? What are you doing? Girl, come on, Tamisha. And then Rue's just like, you are not a sheriff! And Rue just loses his shit. Oh yeah, and earlier Rue lost his shit with Utica in a good way, because he asks, hey Utica, your character is kind of the hippy-dippy stoner type. Have you dabbled in weed or in the substances? Utica doesn't say anything. Utica just gives him a look, just like, I'd like to plead the fifth, please. And Rue just like loses his shit for like a good... 30 seconds of filming, I think. It was like 30, it was it was long. Rue just like laughed and laughed. And I think in the workroom, he probably would have laughed for at least a minute long. And I'm just like, holy shit, Rue's gonna fucking explode or piss himself. Who girl. Okay, anyways, so we all had our rehearsals and now we are moving into filming. So when we move to team three with the April Fools thing, um... Tamisha and Gottmik, I love. Tamisha's giving great energy and are taking is taking direction and notes really, really well. Tamisha's hilarious. At first, she wasn't good with her share in like her fortune teller box thing, but then has um Ross keeps saying, Hey, keep pushing it, keep pushing it. Tamisha just keeps going. <laughs> she's she's hilarious. <laughs> because she she's supposed to do the whoa share thing and ross is like okay now go higher now go lower now go longer than you think you should now go a lot longer now keep going and she just <laughs> just love what tamisha does it's so good uh and then we see um then we move to joey's scene and joey is uh, struggling his that's all i just wrote i just wrote joey's struggling in his rehearsal um but then candy candy kills it because she's just supposed to act like a straight up clown and she does and she kills it and then we move over to team two now unfortunately the stream that i watch on my tv from vh1 is like um internet reliant stream so it cuts out from time to time and the only part of team two that i caught of their rehearsal was lollary falling flat <laughs> that's all i got that's all i that's all i managed to catch and that's all i wrote i was just like oh lollary's falling flat write that down um, but then moving to the first, uh, number one team for the Valentine's Day thing, um, they use a green screen and Kimura Hall is supposed to be like a tree. So her entire body is full green, full on green screen. And it's just her face that's painted kind of like a wood grain, but 
she's in full body, wearing a full-on green screen. <laughs> and she and she like like girl, your body's not gonna be seen. Why are you in full body? You could have been in boy body. Why'd you put all that on when it's not even gonna be seen? It's logic. Thinking, thinking. And her one line, um, upon on trees is rooting for you, but then it's also supposed to be like the America's next top model, Tyra Banks. We were rooting you, we were all rooting for you. How dare you learn something from this? When my mama yells at me, she she yells at me because she loves me. When and she and Kimora is giving nothing. And the way she's doing, I think Ross and her did like 20, well over 20 takes of the same line. And Ross is trying to get her to do the inflection. And she's not doing it. She thinks she is. She's she's putting the emphasis on the wrong part of the sentence, but she can't hear it. And she keeps repeating the same thing over and over and over. And it's like, oh, this is a train wreck. Oh, God, Kamara. Oh, boy girl what are you doing Oof. and then moving forward we are getting ready for the runway and the girls are chit-chatting away and apparently and i totally forgot yeah the winner circle and the pork chop girls this is the first time they're all getting ready in the workroom together so they're all re-asking the questions being like hey have any of you been with a girl this thing the other thing and tamisha's like I have three kids. And yeah, the winner's circle was like, oh shit, you got three kids. And I'm like, oh yeah, the winner's circle don't know that. And But she didn't mention her daughter being the Wonder Woman to the Iman um, oh, fuck, I can't remember her name. Um, was it something with them? No. But yeah, she doesn't even mention that. But yeah, she mentions that she was with a girl and she has three kids. And the winner circle are like, what? Um, yeah. But anyways, moving on to the runway. So the theme for the runway is trains for days. And immediately when I heard about this runway, I was like, oh, train for days. And my immediate thought was choo-choo. And I was like, a train conductor look i'll do a train conductor look and then i thought about it for like a few more seconds and i'm like oh right dress trains right but i still love the idea of like doing a conductor because everyone's automatically gonna think like a dress train but me being i'm just like no choo 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 choose me but I was like, yeah, no, that'd be fun to play with that theme. The theme is trains, but trains can mean two things. So why not combine them? And that'd be fun. So it would be, I would do like a sexy conductor with like a 10 foot long mermaid train skirt thing. But yeah, that would be my thing. So moving to the runway, Rue is wearing this gorgeous, like green one sleeve with a lapel a neckline but then the others like a sweetheart neckline with like a little lapel over the the sweetheart part and then it goes down and I can I never get it I can never get enough of how tall and statuesque Rue is in her body 
I just cannot get over it. Um, yeah, she looks stunning. But I had to make a note. Her hair was so nice. The color was stunning. I love that color. I love that color. I love that color. Have I mentioned I love that color? And then it is just sculpted and quaffed and laid and poofed and bouffanted. It is just stunning. It is stunning, stunning, stunning. But yeah, I love Rue's look. It was, it was, it was very stunned. Loved it. But now moving on to the queens. Hello, hello, hello. Just wanted to give a quick shout out to my first Patreon patron, Robin Fisher. Thank you so much for signing up. It means the world, especially from the amount of times that I like come into your work and like look for you specifically just to like gab. It means so much. So thank you. Thank you so much. And if you guys want to join the exclusive Patreon family, you can find me at patreon.com slash ravenousclaw. That is patreon.com slash ravenousclaw. So let's get back to the podcast. So again, I have really shoddy internet for or the streaming thing that I use to watch VH1 Live is really shoddy so i ended up missing well i saw the outfit later on but i missed lala Ree's outfit utica's and um got mix i kind of forgot but then i remembered i did see it but it was very short because the internet um and i was trying to write down as fast as i could so the 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 division i made was outfits that i love outfits i think are meh and then outfits that i don't like so first is denali i loved denali's i thought the colors were absolutely gorgeous the hair was massive and the she had giant ostrich feathers that were really giving and the, the the feathers were ostrich but i was getting a full parrot fantasy from this outfit loved it tropical gorgeousness after her, I saw Olivia, which I love because that split train in the dress, I I love that because I was just watching, um, it was Making the Cut, was it Making the Cut or Next in Fashion? No, I think it was Next in Fashion um, on Netflix and it, or it, it was Next in Fashion, yeah, because it was Marco Marco, I believe it was Marco, no. No, it was Charles and, oh yeah, Charles's partner. But yeah, so they made a dress and they did a train that was split and it almost kind of looked like wings almost. And I loved it. And then I saw it again in Olivia's outfit and I thought it was stunning. I loved it. I loved it so much. Um, Elliot's outfit was giving, oh, uh, Elliot's I loved. It was full white lace bodysuit with a giant train and giving a full white Liberace fantasy. Um, I liked Kimura's. I put it under meh, but I do actually like Kimura's. I do love it. Um, I, th I think the dragon aspect is stunning. I loved the I loved the back. The train was the tail. And I now that I think back about it, I do love that outfit. 
I don't know how well it would be to perform in it because it's so tight, but it is a gorgeous fucking outfit that would photograph so well. Um, next, I have Simone. Simone's I put in love because, oh my, she did a fucking do-rag as the train. And even Michelle's like, you would never fucking think of that ever. And Simone did it. And so I was like, oh, that is genius. That is absolutely genius. I fucking loved it. And then after her, yeah, after Simone, we got Tina. And Tina did what I first thought of which was the conductor in a dress so tina went camp and concept and did the train conductor which i was like yay i appreciate that um so yeah i love tina's and then after hers we have joey's which i also have an i have a lot of loves for this runway and then joey's because it was a tongue coming out of the back of her outfit with the piercing, I thought it was absolutely genius. I thought it was so cool when you saw it and you saw the full image. I thought it was so freaking cool. Although now that I think about it, I wonder how they're gonna do the um, Tudor boot fashion photo review because they normally just get a photo from the front. So how are they gonna see the trains? So I really hope that when they review the outfits that they get to see a clip of it in movement and see the back and the front of the outfit. Because honestly, that tongue-piercing train was genius. I loved it. After her, we got Candy Muse. Candy's, I liked. It's it. Candy's is more like a meh for me. Um, I put it under love at first, but now that I'm rethinking about it, it's more meh in my brain. It was just, I love the color and the fabric choice. I love the red velvet. It was stunning. Or velour. I can't, I couldn't tell looking at it. Um, but yeah, so it's, I put it under love, but now it's like between love and meh for me right now. After her, I got Tamisha in her full red jumpsuit with the um, train kind of attached just around the hip waist area. Um, I wish it was more... Honestly, thinking about it, I kind of wish it was more integrated into the outfit rather than just throw a train on a jumpsuit again. And I think, was this the same fabric she used for her um, nighttime look in the previous runway? It looked, it, the fabric looked the same to me. It may have been different, but it looked similar to me. Um, and then after Tamisha, we got Rosé in a blue super poofy um dress with a white lapel and lots of ruching and layers and very puffy and it was yeah it was meh i didn't like it i thought i agreed with michelle and it was like meh. it was it was kind of just there it was just kind of there um and then after her i missed Lala's and Utica's. Um, oh, but Got Mix. I saw Got Mix and it was a lot of sheer pieces and it looked like she kind of had wings. Like she made like um, a, soup, a, a simplified curved version of like um, something you could have seen on like the Victoria's Secret runway with the wings. It kind of looked like that it was giving me. Um, I put it under meh because I kind of forgot it right away after i saw it 
Um, and then the ones that I missed were Lala's. Lala Reese was in a snake skin with a hood and mask over her face and head. Um, but I put it under meh because I think it was too much snake. I could I think if she was a bit more selective with the aspects where she put the snake skin. Um, also, I didn't see Train, unfortunately. I missed that. So I gotta go and look back on her Instagram and, um, on... Actually, where's my phone? So I should probably double check. But Utica's, when I saw it from the front, I loved it right away. I really loved the look of a curtain ball gown because it kind of was giving it was giving me kind of um season two gone with the window vibes and i immediately loved it because i love a ball gown y'all know i love using curtains for material and i love making ball gowns i've made a ball gown out of curtains before and people never know um but let me look up lala Ree, seeing if she had hers um i love those boots oh wow okay 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 i'm seeing it um yeah it's a lot of the same fabric though so it's kind of i'm kind of losing her in this outfit i love the sleeves i love the giant shoulder part with the tight forearm i love the headpiece i think the hood with the mask is smart the cons the shape I like the shape a lot. I think the shape is great. So she uploaded a video onto her Instagram in the outfit in a forest. Um, the jacket's big, but I think she could have done more with the theme and concept of train. And... Yeah, I love, love the outfit. It is stunning, but it's still a meh for me. It's still a meh. Yeah, it's still a meh. But yeah, when I saw Utica's though from the front, I loved it immediately. Freaking loved it. Y'all know I love a 1800s, 1700s period piece. You know I love it. And then after that, we watch the videos. And again, my stupid freaking internet. We only got like, we saw number one, we saw bits of number two, and we see some of number three. No, yeah, we catch, we basically catch them all actually. So number one, the only notes I put were meh. Nobody was really, really bad. Well, no, Kimura sucked. I'm sorry. Kimura sucked in number one, but the, there weren't any standouts. There, nobody was so good, but Kimura was so bad. And then in a, the second one, so the number one was the Valentine's Day one. Second one is Flag Day. And Simone killed it for me. I loved Simone's energy. And when we meet Rosé as the garden gnome, when she, when she sees Simone, she turns to her and she goes, Hello! And she... I screamed because I was like, it's fucking Robin Williams and Mrs. Doubtfire all over again. I fucking loved it. I lost my shit. I loved it. And then she was like, it's the garden now, man. I'm like, this is brilliant. I loved Rosé in it. So good. And then in the third video, 
April Fools. Tina was hilarious. And got Mc- I, I loved Gottmik in it. And then obviously Candy being her over-the-top self sold it. Um, Tamisha was hilarious too. I think number t- number three was my favorite t- video. Um, but performance, I think Simone, yeah, Simone killed it. Um, I loved, I loved Tamisha in it. Tamisha was hilarious. Well, it, in the rehearsal, Tamisha was hilarious. The video, they kind of edited Tamisha's bits separately at different parts in the video. Um, but yeah, Gottmik killed, killed, love it. And then we move to, right. So at that point, the judges are, um, doing the deliberation. And at this point, my predictions are Denali and Kimura in the bottom because Kimura really sucked in her video and I lost Denali with her like because Denali and Kimura had to play off each other and both of them basically kind of flatlined um and Denali was very forgettable for me and Kimura was rememberable but for the wrong reasons and then my tops were Rosé and Simone because Rosé was so fucking funny as the gnome and Simone was just killing her role so those are the predictions and then all the queens come back and so the six that they kept were Rosé, Simone, Candy, Denali, Lalari, and Kimura. Everybody else was safe. And so the safe queens were Candy, Muse, Lalari. And then the tops were Rosé and Simone and Rosé was safe. And Simone won, which, yes. And then the bottoms were, of course, Kamora and Denali, which I thought. And so they have to lip sync 100% pure love. And like I said, Kamora's gown was not meant to be performed in. That was a super form-fitting outfit. And she, you know, barely moved like I expected. So, Denali, smart, removed her train, and yeah, it was 100% pure love by Crystal Waters. That's what I forgot to write. Um, But yeah, so Denali removed her train, smart, moved everywhere, all over the stage, giving us all of the high-energy voguing realness. She gave us duck walking, she gave us arm poses. Kimura walked around, couldn't move barely moved her arms slowly for a fast song which i thought was interesting and it almost looked like kimura gave up like charlie hydes did lip-syncing against trinity taylor in their i think it was their evening wear lip-sync when they had to sing britney spears um I want to go. No, I don't remember. But yeah, it basically the energy Charlie Hyde's given that where he basically stood, he parked and barked it for a pop song. Kind of was the same energy I got with Kimura kind of walking around with this heavy ass dress. And even at the end of the lip sync, Rue commended Denali 
so much on her performance and was like anybody who has to lip sync against Denali better look out because that was a performance worth watching and I agree it was so good I loved it and so of course Kamora is the first girl to go home which if you go back to my first episode of reviewing this podcast I said if I had to vote one of the girls out, Kamora or Denali would have been my first votes. And I said Kamora specifically. Denali was just like a one-off, like, if I had to go for two, that. But Kamora was my first vote, if I had to vote. And look who's the first queen to actually be eliminated. Kamora! So check the receipts. Go back to episode one. You'll you'll find the receipts there, but like I said, I wanted Kimura gone first, and I got my wish. So I wonder how next week is going to go. I wonder if Denali's going to be in the bottom again next week. I really hope not. Um, the next week challenge, they're having a ball already. Apparently, they're doing a bag ball. So purses, totes, clutches, bags among bags, which I think is a fun concept. They did the ball thing last season. So from balls to bags, hey, maybe the season after they'll do boxes. <laughs> Packages, boxes, or bags. But yes, so that was the review for episode four of season 13 of RuPaul's Drag Race. Once again, for my Canadian listeners... Canada's Drag Race is officially open for auditions, so get your auditions in. Go, go, go. I really hope that this season doesn't hinder, or doesn't get hindered too much because of COVID, because it's, it's going to be interesting how... The, it's going to be interesting how the queens are after being hit with a year-long, almost a year-long hiatus, basically. But, yeah, so do that. UK has started. I haven't seen anything yet UK-related or watched it, so I'm, prob I'm probably not going to review that. This is enough for me. But, yeah, that's all from me. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night whenever you're listening to this podcast. It's five. It's after five o'clock somewhere, so it's more than uh, it's more than okay to pour yourself a second glass of Riesling. All right. Have a good night. Love you all. Goodbye.